Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. Hey folks, CJ Grimm here from Poking Dead Things. It's a hard job doing what we do, and it can get kind of gross. We know that you work hard too, so I'm here to tell you that at the end of a hard day, nothing beats a hot bath and a cold beer. So treat yourself right, head to Twisted Willow Soap Company, and indulge in a bath bomb with your favorite six-pack. Remember, the only girly thing about a bath bomb are the sounds you're going to make in excitement. Twisted Willow Soap Company. Body. Mind. Soul. Autumn is the mellower season, and what we lose in flowers, we more than gain in fruits. Welcome to Solar Festival's Mabin, the 58th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of 19th century novelist Samuel Butler. You may call me Ode. You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Meet. My name is Gwyn. Ode's mother. So, first things first, it's the first episode of the month, so That's it's right. time to read all of these. Oh my god, yes. Can you believe it's fucking September? I know. When did that happen? Yeah. yeah. Oh, today. <laughs> today. today. Yeah. All right, so we have 17 kittens. Wow. That's we a love lot kittens. kittens. Our cats are Alyssa Addy, Amber, Amy Scholes, Beehive Coven, Christy Claxton, Cindy Bark, Gary Bearstorm, Jasmine Ray Bell, Megan Suckalow, Michelle Kokolek Burkett, Rebecca Hillman, Tanya Allen, and Zacchaeus. We have some what is quite a few cats. That's our cats. Yeah, that's our cats. We love you cats. Our hunters are Blondie, Brandon Summit, Briar Aldridge, Charles Howison, Delilah Darge, Darby Lockridge, Finn Odinson, Foxchild, Henry Wodenhouse, James Smith, Yanni, Jessica Jones, Joe, Kay Kremer, Kimberly Lockaby, Laudine, Laura Loki, Lee Lynn, Leanne Stevis, Meredith Kenton, Nadia Ratchford, Nicodemus Tibbetts, Ray Lothrop, Robin Archer, Rana, Sarah Bunder, Sarah LePage, Squeaky, and the Sugar Maple Seder. Holy crap! The list just keeps going, y'all. Okay. Wow! <laughs> how, how many hunters is that? I don't know. Too that. many. A bunch. Really we lost count. Me, like, to count then, yeah. We love you, hunters. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, our, more of y'all should join us in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, join us in the Discord for the recording. We'd love to chat with you. Our leopards are Akaneko and Jessica Helmer. We love our leopards. Mm-hmm. Our tigers are Amanda Hicks, Crystal of Apothecary Tees, Alora Driver, Lorelai, and Misha Lutz. We love our tigers. Mm-hmm. Our panthers are QQ Ann. Yay! QQ! We love our QQ. Our jaguars are Justin Stanage, Kirsten Ray, and Bill L. We love our jaguars. <laughs> and our lions are the Twisted Willow Soap Company. Yay! Yay! And you, everybody knows we love Twisted Willow Soap mm-hmm. Company because yep. we use all their products. Yep. <laughs> we use their deodorant. We use their soap. So, yeah. so many of their soaps. Yep. Pretty much, yeah. Every, this is a Twisted Willow Soap family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's all of them. All right. And I just want to say thank you again to our listeners and to our patrons because mm-hmm. y'all are awesome. Yeah. You help us keep the lights on. Yeah. You do. Yeah. And you and help the mic us, running. Yeah. And you help us do stuff like Pagan Fire. Yes. Which that's our other housekeeping thing. We need ah. to discuss the things that are coming up for us soon. Uh, so this first, <laughs> imminently, we have Ann Arbor Pagan Pride. Which we will be at, but not doing yeah, anything. We're not, th- not going to be teaching, but we will be attending. So yeah. come out come and say hi. hang out yep. with us there. Yep. And then we will be at Grand Rapids Pagan Pride. Mm-hmm. Again, just hanging out. Just so hanging come out. out. Just chilling. Say hi. Yep. So that's the 14th of September is Ann Arbor Pagan Pride. The 21st of September is Grand Rapids Pagan Pride. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then the 20th. 26th through the 29th of September, we will be at Pagan Fires. Yes. Yes. We're so excited about this. This looks like it's going to be a good event. It's the first year it's ever run. Yep. Yep. Brand so, new event. We, obviously, we we can't speak to its to, to the details of it because it, we're about to find out what they are. We'll give you all the deets when we're back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Laura Tempest-Zakroff yeah. is mm-hmm. their keynote speaker. The ritualist is Jackie Smith of uh, Coventry. Coventry Creations. And it looks to be like there's some great classes. Yeah. That are yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Taught. Also, Elizabeth Ruth, who you all might know as Big Liz Conjure. Hey! Will be there. Tiffany Ware, Heather Killen, Devin Hunter, Storm Fair. 
Terry Wolf and Chaz Bogan. I am mm-hmm. so excited about this. Yeah. I'm yeah. such it's a fan girl. It's going to be good. It's so be good. We're, we're looking forward to being there, both participating in and a little bit teaching. Yep. Okay. We're yeah. only teaching one class, so we get to actually participate in quite a bit. Participation. Hopefully it's going to be really good, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really looking forward to it. I am too. I'm very excited and about the entire experience. Y'all, they have some great marketing. They do. Yeah. The website looks great. they got like a commercial. Yeah. Check it out. It's on our Facebook page. Yeah. Yep. It's it, really, they, really good. they got some of the fanciest marketing I've ever seen. For they do. They are doing it right. And yep. it's their first year. Hopefully yeah. the first so, of many. Yeah. So hopefully all this bodes well. That's right. Yep. So we are here again for our second year of covering the holidays, uh, the wheel of the year. Our second and final year. Our second and um, final year final of covering. Year, no more. Once we've done this, <laughs> we're not doing it anymore. So we're, mm. last year we did sort of an overview of the holidays mm-hmm. and this year we're attempting some deeper dives where we try to uncover the mysteries <laughs> and at least in my case, Figure out why the fuck I should bother celebrating this holiday. <laughs> Operative word being attempting. Attempting, yeah. So, like, I, last year, had a really hard time doing the three spring season holidays in a row. And right. the, a whole bunch of harvest mm-hmm. festivals in a row. Because I just, like, I feel like you've done it once, you've done it as many times as you need to. You certainly don't that's need true. to do it three times in a row. So that's why we're here, trying to figure out, why should I bother? And have we told them what we're talking Maybe. about? Maybe. Yeah, it's in yeah. the title. Okay, well. It's in the title, like a probably figure that out. That's true. But I got Yanni, our Southern Hemisphere friend right. over here, who's who celebrating gonna, spring. Yes, he's right, going to have yeah. to go to the spring <laughs> episode. Go to the spring episode. Two now. Go to the spring Two years now. worth of spring episodes. Yeah. 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 There. <laughs> those, will, those will give you context for what you're doing down in the Southern Hemisphere. That's right. That's Up right. here, we're in Harvest Festival season. So again. happy spring to our Southern Hemisphere friends. Uh-huh. But we, we here are approaching autumn. Technically, it's not it's autumn It's still yet. summer, technically. It's not. Yeah. We don't yeah. actually have. Is it the 23rd this the year? The 23rd, yes. Yeah. Is the equinox. So the equinox. Fall, if you if autumn. you celebrate Maven on the equinox, then September twenty third yep. is the day it's going to be. The date exactly. And do you know why that happens? Why the equinox? Yeah, because the Earth is at a twenty three point five degree mm-hmm. tilt. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and that's we why that does that. Yeah, why he likes the science. <laughs> it's a sciencey thing. He I think that's called. Cool. It and, rotates on that axis and, and gyroscopes know, around. Yeah. It is yeah. equal parts light and dark yep. on that's, that day. That's what the equinox That's what the equinox does. That's yep. what the equa in equinox that's stands right. for. That's right. And it's moving us into the dark half of the year. Yes. Yes. Because we uh we already passed the height of mm-hmm. the and sun. That's, that's right. And Maiden is actually it's the I guess it's the second harvest festival. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. We've already had the, the first, first one harvest. Was Lisa. And so yep. this is the second harvest. And in the stuff that I've been reading over again, mm-hmm. you know, why do we celebrate Maven? Re-examining Maven. <laughs> Re-examining Maven. Or if you are not wanting to have what the fuck is Maven all about, just go with the Equinox. I really know? aggressively pursued the Maven app Modron thing again this year because I was like, fuck it. Too many harvests. Maven is all, all I care about. <laughs> right, right. Well, for me as a witch, I, I really don't care about Maven uh-huh. as far as the, the deity that is uh-huh, being yeah. observed, this harvest festival. But it is the autumn equinox, and so as a green witch, as, mm-hmm. a, as a witch in general, I do celebrate the equinox mm-hmm. uh, because it's the changing of from summer to autumn. Right. And it's also a time, at least for me, of taking a look at what have I harvested this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> both in the physical world and the spiritual one. That's So that's what it means to me. Plus, I just like autumn. So it's like an assessment period? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like what... Sort of like my year in review. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like what has come to fruition? What goals have I managed to achieve this autumn? And what do I have to look forward to? Or what do I need to replant and try again? Or burn off and do something different? Right. As we get into autumn times, uh, bonfires become a viable prospect Mm -hmm. again. Because it's not so extremely hot that it's going to be unpleasant to have one. Exactly. It's also, according to what I read, it was a time of Thanksgiving. You know, people celebrate celebrating in their fields once they got their harvest in. I mean, that was sort of, yeah, generally true of harvest festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gratitude. Unlike Lunasa, which has some some historical Mm -hmm. celebrations, Mabin, like modern Mabin, doesn't really. Not really. 
didn't you say it was just kind of randomly picked or something? I don't remember. Yeah, the name, name the yeah. name, name. Maven, yeah, was just randomly <laughs> assigned to the autumn equinox. Yeah, yeah. By the guy who put together the, the wheel of the year. But, uh, but the autumn equinox itself wasn't even celebrated in like a, in a structured way in the same way that Luna saw. Like Luna saw, at least in Ireland, was mm-hmm. a specific festival that they did. Mm-hmm. The autumn equinox was celebrated more like A, not everywhere, and mm-hmm. B, more like, you know, local communities would just do whatever was right. right for them, basically. Right. So Maven's probably my favorite of the harvest things, uh-huh. so long as we're actually talking about harvest. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they harvest grains and hops. Ah, oh, that's the beer angle. It's the beer, the beer angle, angle, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's all carcass. Always the beer angle. I'm just how, saying, like, how those... can I get alcohol out of this holiday? Exactly. That's right. <laughs> Specifically the alcohol he wants, because he's got this hate on for John Barleycorn. That's right. Yes, yes. Because he doesn't true. like barley beer, but they do hops at this one, so this one he's all in favor of. That's exactly right. Finn Odinson. Finn Odinson, yeah, concurs. <laughs> no, but anyway, I, I really do. I love the autumn. I love, at least here where we live in Michigan. Yeah, it's starting, actually yeah, it's starting and, to get yeah. cooler at night, and the days are, are not always hot. And humid. <laughs> and humid. They're starting to get cooler. And as the weather gets cooler, the, the leaves start to change, mm-hmm. and you start seeing the change in the, the fruits and vegetables yeah. that are being harvested and sold at people's roadside stands. You know? so, Which we have a lot of because we live in we the We have a lot of nowhere. roadside stands. Yeah. So technically speaking, my birthday's in summer mm-hmm. because I'm born in early September. And yes, Ode's birthday is coming up. Actually, yeah. Ode's birthday is... Uh, Two days. No, one day from the release of this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's on Tuesday. So my birthday's in early September and it doesn't become autumn until late September, mm-hmm. but in my heart, because I hate summer and love autumn, in my heart I've always been like, I'm a fall child and I'm, you can't yes. stop me. September <laughs> is a fall month. The, all of it. <laughs> Honestly, I think for me, the association with September and autumn just comes from school. Because, mm-hmm. you know, school starts the day after yeah. Labor Day in Michigan. Here in Michigan. Yeah. In Michigan. Yeah. September always has meant, even though it doesn't actually technically start, technically until, start September, until September yeah. 21st through the 23rd, somewhere yeah. in there. Right. It always feels like fall to me. And mm-hmm. I'm always excited. And I'm always ready to start pulling them. I read. Yeah, you get that back, that back to school vibe. Yeah, the back to school vibe. And I'm ready for the red and the orange and the browns mm-hmm. and, you know, to start decorating with leaves and, mm-hmm. and cool and pumpkins, start seeing all that kind of stuff. So I think yeah, well, for you me. See, you start seeing all of that in like early August because well, the stores true. cannot hold their shit together. Right? But I think for me, it just signals Stuff. autumn. Yeah. <laughs> it Stuff. just signals it, it autumn, things. you know, and events and the beginning of a whole series of holidays that I really, really love and enjoy. And yeah, it all I, starts with the autumn equinox or maiden. Right. I do just prefer autumn as a season. It's transitional. Yeah. So I like that. Mm-hmm. It's the ideal temperature, at yes, least where it, I live. It is. It is. Uh, and it's pretty. It's by far the prettiest of the seasons. Agreed. In my opinion. It is the prettiest, I think, in, in places where the leaves are changing mm-hmm. and things are starting to prepare for winter. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. And also probably I like the death vibe, which like. Yeah, fair. If, yeah. if I'm, if I'm like just being fully honest with myself, like autumn is time when things start dying and I jive with that. Right now we're talking about Maven. Let's focus. Okay. That's Did true. you know that that's you true. can enjoy the fruits of the harvest with our tiger crystal from Apothecary Teas? This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas that delight all the senses with handcrafted tea blends from white to red to green. For this hopeful, bountiful season, try a fruity sangria tea with rubeus, hibiscus, apple pieces, cherries, orange peel, and natural orange extract and natural cherry and apple flavor. And if it's still hot in your part of the world, considering serving it over ice. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas LLC. Use the coupon code 3PACK and you'll get $2 off and a free surprise sample. And that's the number 3 P-A-A-C, right? That is correct. Okay, very cool. And that's a really good deal too. Oh my god, yes. And these teas are are so so good. good. And let's face it, autumn is a perfect time if you haven't been drinking tea all year. Right. If you're time not to, like a hot tea drinker such as I am, it's a perfect time to begin. Mm-hmm. And the sangria is a good tea. Oh God, it's tea. a good tea. I, as I as I mentioned briefly before, really pursued the story of Maven Ap Modrin again uh-huh. this holiday. Yes, yes. Maven Ap Modrin, my boy, who everyone forgets because he was only in the story for about three seconds. But hey, he's got a whole holiday now. It, right, this holiday was <laughs> named after him, and even if no one else remembers that that's where the name came from, I remember that 
that that's where the name from, and I'm not going to let people forget my boy Maven App Modrin. Okay, okay. You heard that, people. Madrin. Maven. Maven App Modrin. Oh, got it wrong. <laughs> I can't believe you, you criminal. <laughs> But if it makes you feel any better, is the son of Modron. Yes, that's that's the name. That makes sense. So so Maven at Modron means great son of the great mother. And that's actually one of the avenues I took with celebrating Maven uh, or trying to find good reasons to celebrate Maven. So I ended up with, I ended up choosing like four things from Maven's like three second (laughs) moments. Three second moments. In the Mabinagian that I'm going to pursue during Maven. And one of them was that angle of great son of the great mother. So for Maven, I'm going to try to focus on like... Like connecting with family, like making it like not with like the greater community, mm-hmm. but like focusing on y'all as my parents and like I don't have any children, but if I had children, I would focus on like connecting with my children, that kind of thing. Your brother. My brother, yeah. 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 So like my immediate like drawing in my immediate family and focusing on like strengthening those ties. Gotcha. I know what we can do on Maven then. What? We can get our tea, our fancy cakes and watch Yes. Rain. <laughs> We can do our trash we can tradition. Do our trash tradition. We can re- restart it <laughs> in honor of Maven. Uh-huh. So I'll be gone and, that day. And, and Car and I can Car and I can drink together. <laughs> but yeah, oh so gosh. that's that's one of the things I yeah, want to do because that's it's cool. one of the very few things we know about Maven is yeah. that his mom is Modron. His right. mom is Modron, and he was kidnapped, right? Kidnapped at three that's days right. old. Yeah, right. He was and, a wee, and, yes, wee infant and raised in captivity. Somehow, in this dungeon, he learns to become. The greatest hunter on earth. Right. right. As you do. As you do. Right. Which, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, uh, which is why he's eventually rescued is because right. they need him to hunt something for them. Right. Uh, and, right. and so that's actually the second piece of Maven at Modron's story that I'm pulling on for You're Maven. Gonna hunt? Right. Well, hunting, um, pursuit. Let's okay. Say. All right. Maven at Modron is, despite his circumstances, the finest hunter in all the land. And so I want to focus on for this time. So the previous holiday, Lunasa, is about sort of like bringing in your harvest, bringing in the things you already planted and prepared, right? Mm-hmm. So I would like for Maven to be more about pursuing the things that are not there waiting for you, right? But most harvest festivals are about bringing in the stuff you've already earned. It's waiting for you. It's exactly. just waiting for you to bring in the harvest and put in that little bit of extra work, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Hunting is a whole like different dynamic. Mm-hmm where you go out and pursue something and chase it down and in a life or death struggle, either you win or it does, right? I like that whole connotation. Mm-hmm. It, it really kind of brings out a different aspect. Exactly. It's a different vibe. It's mm-hmm. a, it's still a, an energy about like bringing resources into mm-hmm. your life. But it's a different method. Exactly. It's a different approach to that process that is less settled, right? Mm-hmm. Less agrarian. Right. And, and is more aggressive and more focused. And mm-hmm. and I think it allows you to get a different kind of resource, right? So harvesting, pulling in the things you planted, mm-hmm. allows you to get the resources that you had already established, mm-hmm. the resources that are like natural and necessary for you. Going out and hunting something, pursuing something, maybe even something you can't catch. Like if you go mm-hmm. on like a like an Arthurian hunt right. for the white stag, right? Like right. maybe it's not maybe it's a dream that you'll never complete be able to catch, but the process of doing mm-hmm. that teaches you something. So this is a great time to approach Maven Upmodron. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well done. And, <laughs> and ask him for his help mm-hmm. since he's this great hunter. Or or any of the other hunters. Or any um, of the other hunters. Artemis, Artemis. Nascavi from mm-hmm. Norse tradition would be a good one. There are a lot of hunters in the world. So yep. if, if and like there's no Maven Upmodron is not confirmed a deity. I just like I no, have mad could, respect for my boy. Who but, says he couldn't be a bro and help you out? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's one of the things I'm going to be pursuing. I feel quality, like. I think is, is that, that more aggressive pursuit yeah. of resources rather than just accepting them as they mm-hmm. come to me. I really like this idea because I, again, I've always approached this holiday as autumn equinox mm-hmm. and harvest. But I like this idea of maybe setting up a little altar or some kind of memorial mm-hmm. to Maven Up Modrin and saying, hey. Help me hunt some help stuff. Help me hunt some stuff. It's time for Oats! Stone Corner! (laughs) We got him! (laughs) Yep. Oh, you both looked up at the same time. 
<laughs> to stare at the ceiling, and it made me laugh. Sorry. Go ahead. Don't apologize. That was the intended result. <laughs> Did you all plan that? No. Okay, good. We're just psychic. That's right. Um, Damn it. In my case, literally. Literally, in Gwen's case. <laughs> metaphorically in mine, just from having uh, been raised got, by you. You got a twinkle. <laughs> all right. So today we're going to be discussing Iolite. Iolite is the transparent gem variety of cordorite, which is a mineral that you sometimes see used in catalytic converters. Synthetic cordorite is used in catalytic converters because it has a low heat transfer. Iolite is the gem form of that that is uh, semi-transparent to translucent, and it exhibits pleochrism, which is an effect that you see in some gemstones where when you move it in the light, the color changes. Hmm. It grades from, uh, in the case of iolite, from a a deep blue to a violet to sometimes a yellowish gray, Interesting. Uh, depending on how it's held in light. And it is sometimes called water sapphire or Viking's compass because... I approve. <laughs> because uh, the pleochrism makes iolite one of the candidates for a stone that was referred to in medieval documents called sunstone that the Vikings used to determine the location of the sun in the sky when it was overcast or foggy. Hmm. So when they couldn't see the sun, there was some kind of stone that they used called a sunstone that we think had a particular... Iridescence? Qual- no, well, it had a particular quality where when the sun hit it through the air, mm-hmm. diffused through the air, even in foggy or overcast conditions, it would reflect the light at a right angle so by viewing the sky through this slabs of the stone, they were able to determine where in the sky the sun actually was and navigate that way. How clever is that? Now, we don't know exactly what stone that was. It might have been Icelandic spar or it might have been iolite because both of them exhibit the right properties for that. And both gotcha. of them have been found in the right areas. So Icelandic spar might have been Viking's compass or iolite might have been Viking's compass. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Those Vikings, man. <laughs> they were uh, very creative. Creative, yeah. So iolite comes in colors from a deep sapphire blue through to a blue-violet, to a yellowy-gray that can be sort of honey-colored, to a Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. blue-gray. Some stones will exhibit all of those colors. Some will only exhibit one or two. And because of the way pleochrism works, it's only visible, the color change, if it's cut in a specific way. So, like, the tumbled iolite I have doesn't exhibit strong pleochrism because that's just, like, it wasn't cut that way. The the way it was tumbled didn't happen to, to display pleochrism. You will often find iolite specimens that have been cut so that they exhibit like a deep blue to a to a blue violet, mm-hmm. depending on the light, that are used in place of sapphires, hence the name water sapphire, because they're a little softer than sapphire. Sapphire is a Mose 9, where iolite is a Mose 7, so they're easier to cut, and they're much, much cheaper than sapphires. <laughs> there you go. So you'll find them in a lot of jewelry that, like, at a glance might look like sapphire, but unless it's very, very expensive, it's probably actually iolite, probably gemstone iolite. Hmm. Yeah. Do they try to pass it off? Occasionally, a disreputable seller, yes, will try, will try to, to pass, pass off iolite as sapphire if it's the right color. Yeah. Hmm. But the iolite is not like you'll you very rarely find like dyed or heat treated iolite. It just comes this color. Interesting. Like it just comes in these really deep blues that are, in some cases, depending on the specimen, really, really similar to sapphire. Okay. Yeah. Iolite magically is a good traveler's stone, and I mean that in both senses, like the mundane sense of, like, traveling or navigating an so unfamiliar location. So it would be good to carry as uh, a charm or as a, a Yeah, as a, a charm if you, like, worry you're going to get lost or if you're trying mm-hmm. to find uh, a location you've never been to before or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's also good for navigating astral spaces or dream spaces. So it's good to work with if you do any kind of hedge riding or astral travel or dream work or journey or those kind of things. Iolite will help you keep track of where you are and where you're going in astral spaces as well. Can it help you retain information from astral or dream space? Uh, Iolite does have qualities that improve your cognition. Not your memory specifically, but it helps you sort of organize your thoughts. So it depends on what your problem is with retaining information from astral journeying. If, like, you just don't naturally remember your dreams, Iolite isn't going to help you with that. But if you remember your dreams, like, in fragmented ways, Iolite might help you keep those those dreams more structured. Interesting. 
Iolite is also good for problem solving, but not in a straightforward way. Iolite is more interested in finding ways around your problem than in finding ways to solve your problem. Mm -hmm. So rather than trying to help you fix a specific situation or unblocking a road, it's going to help you just like navigate around it and find a different solution. So it's, if Iolite is the, the GPS voice that's constantly recalculating. Gotcha. (laughs) <laughs> That's so annoying. Well, it's more like ways, where it kind of tells you ahead of time, nope, you need to just go right. around this. There's a roadblock up here that's right. not going to be useful for you, yep. so take this back road instead, and you'll still get where you want to go. Yep. Yeah. That makes more sense. That's yep. a good analogy. Well, then that's it for Odes, Stone, Corner. <laughs> <laughs> That was the best one. That was. <laughs> That's my new favorite. <laughs> well, I figured if you all weren't going to let me like hold it out forever, I was just going to make it real snappy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was spectacular. That really was. Now, I think someone has a question on here. It looks like the sugar maple Seder. Seder, yep. If this read- is a good holiday for getting shit done, would this be an appropriate holiday to maybe start an altar for the first time? Yeah, oh, I yeah, think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. And you can bring in all kinds of different imagery into the altar. Obviously, if you want to make a bro out of Mabinette Modric, right? now that I've said <laughs> his name, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> you can also, you know, obviously bring in the items that are correspondent to this holiday, to the autumn equinox. But yeah, I think it's a great time to set up an altar. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a general altar. Yeah, just right. a general family altar or, yeah, or a, a working altar. Or a working like I altar. have an altar where I just sort of keep all of my stuff. Yeah, exactly. All of my tools and utilities. Exactly. I mean, you can have as many altars in your home as you yes, want. So, you'll but, probably end up with more. <laughs> oh yeah, but I think this is an auspicious time to start a first altar mm-hmm. for sure. Maple says that it's going to be an Altoid altar. Yep. Ah, nice. Not, not safe, safe to yep. be out. Yep. Uh, Very nice. We, we support you. Yes. Yes, I have one that I carry in my purse. Yeah. Yep. And something that might be nice to put in there when when if the leaves start changing in your area mm-hmm. is uh, go get a big leaf and you can make that the sort of the base, base yep, of your of your little Altoid yep. altar. Yep. It should or, fit in there nicely. Yeah, it should. You can also get the acorn caps. Mm-hmm. A, yeah. Lot, yeah. a lot of those are really nice to carry in your altar. <laughs> Squeaky says the acorn caps would make for cute little water dishes. And yes. That's absolutely. That is absolutely. Super temporary. Ode will now start doing that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Super temporary ones, but very cute. I got you covered. I've got acorn caps in my apothecary. So we're all good. We're covered. <laughs> so the druids actually celebrated Min Fuhar. Okay. Which was honoring of the green man. Mm, um, nice. And the gods of the forest, and they celebrated by giving the forest libations. Ah, and offerings nice. to sacred trees and like that kind do, of stuff. Like yeah. you do. Like Speaking druids do. Druids always was sailing everybody. Yep, exactly. Speaking of which, our annual offering to the land spirits is, yeah, is, coming, is up. coming up on Maven, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, looky there. Almost that's like we great. knew what we were doing or something. Amazing. But no, that's really interesting. <laughs> so, not Maven as we think right. of it yeah, today. But, but, but at around the right around time. Around the, the time. Yeah. Time, exactly. yeah. I think it's so interesting how different cultures, even if they didn't really have a lot to do with one another, all had celebrations that had similar themes around the same time of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting how that all kind of corresponds together. It's time for reviews. Okay. So we're going to review a couple of things today. The first, I'm going to talk about a little kit that I got when we were way back in June. Yes. <laughs> at the Michigan Pagan Fest. And it, I got it from Bridging Worlds with Crystal. And she is a psychic medium and teacher. Her website is bridgingworldswithcrystal.com. She's also available on Facebook at Bridging Worlds with Crystal or Bridging Worlds. But what I got from her was a little cleansing kit. Now, this is not, I didn't see this available on her website, but she does go to various events events, and she vends different things. And what this little kit is, it's very clever. The first little vial, if you will, is... Yeah, they look nice, actually. They're little vials that are like three inches tall Mm -hmm. and like maybe three quarters of an inch in diameter and they have corks. They're very Mm -hmm. nice. Came in a nice little late, you know, little bag Mm -hmm. and and everything. This little brown vial is actually an incense that you can light without a charcoal. And it's for, it's for, you just make a little pile of the incense in your, Mm -hmm. your fire safe vessel. Vessel. And light it. Stick fire to it. And just stick fire to it and it will just catch just catch and just 
It's really nice. It burns for a nice long time, and it helps to cleanse your space. Gotcha. And then once you've cleansed the space with your easy lighting incense, yeah. no yeah. charcoal required, you take this powder, and uh, it has a bunch of different herbs and things in it, and you blow a little bit of the herb into each corner of your home and sprinkle it on your front steps. And that helps to protect your home from negative energy. She's a hoodoo practitioner. So she has a lot of really, really great stuff. I just recommend checking out Bridging Worlds with Crystal. And then the other thing we're reviewing is not a pagan product, but it's a product that Karen Gwynn found at a Ren Fair recently. Mm Mm-hmm. It is called Journal of an Outlaw, the Forbidden Treasure of Miften Mod. It is by Mick McArt, and it is a dice game that we played and had a tremendous amount of fun with. Yeah. Think of it as Yahtzee with context. With context. context. Yeah, so you, great. you go through these rounds, and each round you're trying to Open unlock, a lock. Uh, to pick a lock. All the players are thieves. So you're, you're each trying to pick these locks, and you determine whether you've succeeded based on whether you get a certain results when you roll all these dice. Right. So you roll a handful of dice and like... And they're all not, they're not six-sided. It's basically like D&D dice. You yeah. get a 20-sided, a 10-sided, mm-hmm. a An eight, eight, a six, a yeah. four. Yeah. So you roll all these dice and you're trying to, you might be trying to get like under 20 total or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you get three rolls, just like you do in Yahtzee. Right. And you can keep, keep what you want. Keep which dice you want and roll the rest of them. Yep. And then if you succeed, you've picked the lock and you get to move on. If you fail the first time at a lock, you've armed it and it's now trapped. So you have to wait and try that lock again the next round and if you fail again, it explodes mm-hmm. and damages you. You start yep. with a set amount of hit points that everyone has. Yep, I think 35. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You lose hit points every time a trap explodes based on a, a, a roll of the dice. Yep. Uh, you roll a d10 to see how much the trap hurts you. And if you get to zero, you died. <laughs> right. And you get nothing. And how many hit points you have left when you've opened all ten of the locks is how much gold you find at the end of of this process. So whoever has the most hit points at the end wins. That's right. right. That's so right. you're really incentivized to not blow yourself up. That's right. And it's a lot so, of fun. It is. Surprisingly, yeah. and we played two games back to back. Yep. And I while drinking some really excellent mead. That is true. And I managed to. Pick the lock of five of the ten of them on the first Mm -hmm. try, Mm -hmm. all the way on both games. Yep. And still did not win. Still That's didn't right. win. Because I blew the fuck out of myself every Several time. Several times. That's right. Every time he exploded a trap, he would hurt himself for like seven hit points or That's nine right. hit points or That's something. That's right. It's terrible. Meanwhile, I blew up a bunch of locks. It rolled zero. But I rolled zeros, so I was dodging all the damage, so I won both times. Yeah. Not because I was good at undoing the locks, but because apparently my character put all of his skill points into dexterity. (laughs) And we decided this would be a great game to add to any kind of role-playing game. Just slide this in there. Slide that sucker right in. And we've decided what we're going to do sometime is we're going to play one round Mm -hmm. of this game. Of the Forbidden Treasure of Miften Mod. Then play... Hexenfeld. Yeah, so we're gonna do undo all the locks, and it'll get us, us to, to the witch, the Hexenfeld, that, that where we'll do right. the Hexenfeld game, and then w- the when we get into Hexenfeld, all the locks will lock behind us again, so and we're right. trapped here until the divination is done, and, and then, then we'll we reverse play. our way out of it. So we'll do. It's not going to take a whole day to do yeah, this. Yeah, it's going to take a whole day. But but it's going to be like, you know, those um those hypnosis, those self-hypnosis or those guided meditations yeah. where they walk you down like 10, 9, yeah, 8, exactly. 7, inductions. Right. And then they do it in reverse on your way yep. out. We're going to do that, but with dice but games. Right, so we're actually going to do the dice game exactly back up the the locks the ladder, instead yeah. of going down the locks like we did the first we'll time. We'll do it so, in reverse order. So anyways, it seems by, like it'll be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. It really does. And this game by Mick Art Productions, yeah. it really is a lot of fun. This company or this person who created mm-hmm. this, this game individual. has a couple of other games that he's created as well. Yep. And so we really recommend you go check out the website or wherever you can 
can find the yeah, forbidden. This was, I would just Google the forbidden treasure of myth. Twenty dollars or fifty. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, nineteen ninety-five. This is very reasonable. It comes with all the dice. It comes with a right. whole bunch of the sheets you need to keep yep. track of whether you've exactly. blown yourself up. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a really good time with had it. Had a yep. great so. time. So we highly recommend this game. Give it a try. Throw it in with your with your, your D Ds. Yeah, with your D and D stuff, <laughs> and just have a good time. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's it for reviews. So one of the uh, other things that I pulled out, not specifically from Maven App Modern, but adjacent to a Maven App Modern story, mm-hmm. how they get there. Uh-huh. They know that Maven App Modern exists and that he was kidnapped as a, as a wee bab mm-hmm. and taken away and has not been seen since, right? Right. But they don't know where he is or who has him. All they know is that they've been told he's the greatest hunter in the world, so he's who they need to hunt this evil boar. Ooh. It's, an, it's a wizard who turned himself into a boar. Because he was bored? No, because he was evil. <laughs> <laughs> because he was evil and he didn't want the hero to marry this lady, you know. So he turned himself into a he boar. He turned himself into a boar. Wouldn't it make more sense to turn the hero into a boar? That's not how he rolls. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a dumb wizard. He turned himself into a an evil boar. Did he kidnap the princess? I don't think like, so. Make- no, because no, he was a boar. No, no, no. <laughs> well, was- he could have, like, like... No, she didn't like him. He was very boring. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they have to hunt this evil boar wizard. It makes no sense. And go consequently, ahead. they need Maven App Modrin to catch him. But they don't know where he is. So they go around asking all the great animals like you of do. the forest. Well, listen, if there are, are, if there are intelligent boar wizards out there somewhere... That there are intelligent, great, great, great animals, animals who can tell you where to find the people you're looking for. So they go into the oh woods and they ask the, the stag and the owl and the eagle, hey, have you heard of this Maven at Modron guy? Apparently he's a great hunter, except like no one can prove it because he's never been seen in public ever. They said. And all of them said, nah, bro, we never heard of this bitch. <laughs> So part of that is Maybe this- not who? <laughs> but finally, the eagle, as they're preparing to leave, like, in a sulk, because mm. none of the great animals know where to find this bitch, the eagle's like, well, you know, I did, at one time, I tried to kill this fish, because I thought he'd make a great dinner. But... Instead, he dragged me underwater and almost drowned me. This sounds like a long story. (laughs) And then, through a series of events, we became friends. So they go talk to this fish the eagle knows. (laughs) And the fish, who is the salmon of wisdom... Oh, that makes sense. ...is like, yeah, I know of a castle where my entire life there has been great wailing and lamentations from this one prison cell, from this guy (laughs) constantly complaining that he's been here since he was, like, three days old. That's probably your guy. So that's how they find... (laughs) Maven at Modron so that they can mount their rescue. That makes sense. (laughs) Salmon of wisdom. Yes. Again, this isn't specifically about Maven at Modron, but it's how they find Maven at Modron. So I decided one of the other reasons, one of the other things I would pursue during this holiday is wisdom. Is wisdom. Is the seeking of wisdom. Yeah. Makes sense. That's a good idea. Uh, I like that. I would embrace the spirit of the salmon of wisdom. And I thought it was interesting that on their own, the heroes would not have talked to the fish. No. Even though, like, in Celtic mythology, the salmon of wisdom is, like, a known thing. That's true. Didn't you give us, you shared a story about the the, the salmon of wisdom is, like, a known thing. Yeah. But it did not occur to any of them to talk to the salmon. Right. They were like, we'll talk to all the noble animals. The stag and the owl and the eagle. Indicating that the fish are not noble? Indicating certainly that they didn't think Think of of the the fish fish. as someone who would be able to lead them to the information they needed. Even Mm. though the salmon was the only one who knew. Yeah, yeah. You know, none of the other animals had any clue about this. That's right. I guess it shows that in order to find wisdom, you have to go on a great quest. Right. Well, and you have to maybe look in unexpected Places. In unexpected places. You know, wisdom is maybe not going to be where you expect to find it. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm going to be pursuing on this holiday. Unex- unexpected cool. wisdom. Yes. <laughs> wisdom in unexpected places. Yep. Our tiger Amanda is eager to introduce you to the Salts of Wonderful Body Co. Mm. These soaks and scrubs inspired by popular books and characters are designed to delight multiple senses. With fragrant scents and sparkling mica, 
You can also find a small selection of rollerball fragrances. With a couple dozen options available, you're sure to find something you like in the wonderful Body Co. collection. This week, ignite your fires with Game of Thrones-inspired The Red Woman Bath Salts, scented with jasmine, rose, orange, sandalwood, musk, and tonka bean. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com or go directly to the shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash wonderfulbodyco. Amanda's also offered the pride a discount with the number 3 P-A-A-C-A-T-30 for 30% off. And that That's 3-P-A-A-C-A-T-3-0. And that is such a generous, generous yes. offer. Yeah, it really is. Because her prices are already amazing. Yeah. The <laughs> 30% off is a, like, that's, that's a, a that's big huge. cut. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. So we thank Amanda, Amanda. for doing that. Yeah. Yep. The Wonderful Body Co. salts are very nice. Very nice. Very, very nice. In fact, I need to make an order myself. Yeah, get some more. <laughs> So I picked out one more thing from the brief story of Maven Apmodrin. And this one actually is related to Maven Apmodrin for once. Thought I would focus on release from bondage. Mm-hmm. Because sort of the key point of Maven's story. Of Maven's story is that he's been imprisoned his entire life. Yep. And he's rescued so he can do this one thing. And admittedly, I think it's a little shitty that no one bothered to rescue him until they needed him to do something. That's true. I, that's kind of the way sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. That's you know Nobody thinks of you until you're actually needed. Right? Like yeah. Modron cared, presumably, but nobody else did. And part of this, I think, is that, like, somehow, even in captivity, he became the greatest hunter on Earth. However that happened. Like, I don't know if he was hunting rats in his cell or what. Maybe it's like an Achilles thing, where it's just just destined. Yeah, just bestowed upon him. Maybe, Mm -hmm. yeah. You see this as a focus sometimes in fall festivals. People sort of releasing things into the fire Mm -hmm. or doing that kind of a thing. So I thought that would be another thing to focus on during the May and holiday is releasing yourself, maybe maybe not taking the Maven route and waiting for someone to come rescue you, but finding your own escape from the prisons you have made for yourself. Mm-hmm. That, makes, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah, the other thing that Maven is good for, or or the autumn equinox, is for uh, preparing for winter, because, you know, you've right. got winter coming up, and so you want to bring in your stores, you know, and, and make sure that you have enough to take care of yourself during the dark half of the year. Right. So you make Which sure. rapidly approaches. Exactly. And so that is something that people can do not just in a, a physical sense but also in a spiritual sense just mm-hmm. to be prepared for, like for people who deal with SAD, you know, the seasonal affective yeah. disorder. Make sure that you have a strategy in mind for when that is potentially a, a problem as right. it gets darker and darker and you have less exposure to light during right. the day. Autumn Equinox Maven can be a good time to Focus on preparation, right? You know, getting all your yeah. your ducks in a row, yeah. as it were. getting everything ready. And uh, because you know, when Samhain comes along, it's about ancestors right. and and deaths, obviously. The spooky but holidays. The spooky holidays. But up until that time, you can be preparing for the long winter. Yeah. That putting is yourself ahead. proactively, I guess, getting yourself into a good headspace yeah. for that. Yeah, exactly. And I think Maven's. We also talked about Maven being a time of death. Things are dying a little off. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because the trees are changing. So again, this would be a decent time to think about ancestors, but maybe instead of being sad about them, maybe make this more of a celebratory ancestor mm-hmm. holiday mm-hmm. where you're celebrating the happy times. Maybe pull out old pictures and right. look at the fun things that have happened. Or if you have mm-hmm. home movies, watch those. Yeah. About the God, fun do people still do home movies? Maybe uh, they do them again, actually, yeah. now if that we have, have the it phones. On cell phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't so. know that I would think of Samhain as a sad time. It's a contemplative but, time. But I do it's more contemplative. It's yes. more con- yeah. yeah, it is definitely. And I do think that's a great idea to kind of build up that idea of reflection on your ancestors during Equinox so that mm-hmm. by the time you get to Samhain, which is only a month later, right. you got then that energy you've got all up. that energy ready to go for right. your Samhain rituals. Yep. Yeah. Your in-depth ancestor stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great so idea. So also maybe it's a good time to cut away like the chaff because you do that as part mm-hmm. of the harvest. It's yeah. also right, a good time right. to like maybe cut some of that chaff out of your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, true. those people that really aren't a positive 
influence in your life. Maybe yeah. it's time to cut those ties. Boundaries are a good thing. People. Right. Get ready to yeah. kind of move on, kind of take stock of where you're at, the progress you've made mm-hmm. in this past mm-hmm. year, and then maybe get rid of some of those people or things mm-hmm. right. that are holding Do you a back. Do from- Right. Yeah. 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 This is a great <laughs> right. time to start. I know everyone talks know, about spring cleaning, prep. but yeah, it's a great time for prep. Maven begins in the sign of Libra, mm-hmm. um, and this the symbol of Libra is the scales. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So yeah. it's kind of that balancing out of your life. And that is an important thing that, you know, we do need to achieve balance. And, of course, we can focus on balance because it is the day that is equally balanced between light and dark. So you can focus on being balanced that day between light and dark. It's time for Gwen's Garden Gems. All right. What you got for us? Well, today I'm going to be talking about a plant called Bistort. Uh, It's also known as Adderwort, Dragonwort, Meadow bistort, snake root, and snake weed. I like snake root. Yeah, I'm going with snake root. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, it's official name is Pesicaria bistoratoides. Jeezy crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and its common name of snake weed or snake root comes from the fact that its roots are twisted and look like a, a bunch of snakes all oh. twisted up together. It's commonly found in the mountain meadows, in moist grasslands and swampy areas through much of the western United States and Canada. And it's primarily at elevations of 2,000 to 13,000 feet, and it is a member of the buckwheat family. It consists of long, sparsely leaf stems, which grow from short, thick, S-shaped rhizomes. And the stems have spikes with tiny pink, purple, or white flowers that begin to bloom in midsummer. These are flowers that rarely seed. They're generally little bulbs that Mm -hmm. are produced through the leaves where they break off. Okay. Okay. So it's an axial point of the leaf. So the axial point is actually the main stem where buds or shoots will develop. That's where its its bulbs or seeding will be created. You want to plant these bulbs or seeds if you do if you do have them because they Mm -hmm. rarely seed directly into the ground after frost in the late winter or in the early spring. The plants. The nice thing about this is that they require very little care or attention. You just need to make sure they have plenty of water because they do like a nice, moist soil. Okay. And they flower in late spring or early autumn. They're generally used as an ornamental plant. However, the Native Americans did use them for food as well as medicine. Some of its magical uses in Scotland, they would be tied into a cloth and used to undo a spell. They were associated with fertility and conception, even though medicinally they were used as an abortificant. So I thought that was kind of an unusual. Yeah. But you can also sprinkle the dried flowers around a ritual space for purification. You can burn the roots to remove something unwanted from your life. You can boil dried pieces of the root to repel negative energy. You could also like put it into a wash and oh, okay. that kind of thing. Or the steam could repel the energy. Ooh, I've never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Place the leaves and flowers in a bag or decorate them around your space for ritual, which include divination to raise psychic awareness. And it is associated with the Earth, the astrological sign of Saturn, and the star Sirius. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. It's an interesting plant. It's not necessarily going to be accessible to people who are no, not in that area. Not in, country, the, right. Right. in the West. In the, in the Although right I did, zone. some people in the, like, some of the Eastern states have managed to cultivate it. To get but it, it Yeah. But you but said it, it really, needs, really needs to be in the ground, so, like, it's not something you could grow in a hot house or, or in a, in a yeah, exactly. Or exactly. It really does need to, to grow in the ground. It needs swampy or wetlands. And it needs, like, its specific And it needs its elevation and its climate. Interesting. I imagine you could find snake root at like an apothecary. Like an apothecary. Someone who does a lot of magical herbs. Right. Or if not, you could ask them if they could get a hold of some. Right. Yep. So that's it for Gwen's Garden Gems. That was very high. It was. That was nice. uh, That's it for Gwen's Garden (laughs) Gems. I didn't say you had to change it. It was very, very high. (laughs) So some of the traditional practices uh, during Maven Mm -hmm. is uh, like walking through wild places and forests, gathering seed pods and dried plants and that kind of stuff. Um, And then uh, some of them can be used to decorate your home or your altar or, say, for magical purposes. It's a great time to get acorns. Yep. So that you can make them into tiny cups. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's also considered taboo to pass burial sites and not stop to honor the dead. Oh. Interesting. So if you're out walking around and you happen to walk past the cemetery, you gotta stop. You <laughs> expect to spend some time. Do some <laughs> so, kind of a little honor. Yeah. yeah yep. Thing. Yeah. Well, you know, at I least have, for the graveyard in general, if you don't yes. have time to go past each grave. I know people who, every time they go out wildcrafting, they bring something that would allow them to leave an offering, whether it's for the fairies or the land yep. spirits or mm-hmm. what. Nobody says you can't just have a little bag that you go, that you take with you when you go out on a walk mm-hmm. with biodegradable type matter yep. or a bottle yep. of water or something so that when you do, water's a good one, yeah. you know, water so that when you do pass a burial site of some kind or, or a graveyard, mm-hmm. whatever, that you could not necessarily stopping at each and every one, but you could give a general you, respectful offering. Yeah, you, you do got to be careful with that because some graveyards are not allowed to yeah. leave anything. That's but why water, water, is, why water, water, is, water is a good sneaky yep. offering. Yep. Because yep. you can just be like, oh, it was an accident. <laughs> like I said, if you're going to go out on a walk anyway, just carry your, a magical bag of offerings with yeah. you. And that yep. way, if you run across a situation that would be appropriate mm-hmm. for leaving an offering Where you're or like, respect. I got to honor these dead. Or exactly. I wanted to get something from this plant, mm-hmm. but it said only if I leave something in exchange. Exactly. Exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. it's a, I think it's a good practice. Yeah. To just... Just go about with offerings. Exactly. And then if you if you collect leaves, mm-hmm. like the ones that are falling off trees, though, especially mm-hmm. right. when they like color tour time, yeah. so you know towards yeah. the end of September, early October. Yeah. Some when, of them can get really pretty. Too. Right. Some of those leaves get really really pretty. The cool thing is if you have paraffin wax at home, yes. you can come home just dip the leaves in the paraffin wax on both sides, set them on a piece of wax paper and just let them dry because yeah. they're going to keep that same color because paraffin wax is clear and you're going to get a good thing that you can leave around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could use it to decorate your altar. Deco- yeah, you right. can decorate your altar with your own hand caught leaves. <laughs> hand picked hand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grown by your own local trees question mark right. <laughs> this is also a good time for apple magic yeah you can use all apple cider is about to come out that's right there's all kinds of things you can do with apples mm-hmm. uh, yeah. during the equinox a lot of them to do with love magic that's yeah. right that's right and if nothing else if you just feel like being witchy just slice those suckers Chop and look up an at apple the, and look at the lovely the pentagrams, pentagrams. Yeah. one of my it's rituals officially. once it is officially autumn and I usually begin at the autumn Equinox mm-hmm. is apple cider and plain donuts. Plain cake donuts. Yep, that is yep. a fall ritual for yep. me, and I'll probably it's, include it's, that in anything I do for Maven. It's been a fall ritual for Gwen, and consequently for me and my brother, uh, like my entire life. Mm-hmm. Not religiously, but just like this is how we ring in the existence of autumn. Yep, yep. It was something that started actually on a trip to a fire station, <laughs> <laughs> and it, but it was an autumn celebration and I was in with my class and they served us apple cider and donuts and I think somebody said you can only have apple cider and donuts during and autumn. You, and your brain took that as the law and passed right. it on to me That's and right. my brother. And from that time onward, the only time you have apple cider and plain cake donuts as a combined unit is autumn. Mm-hmm. It is the law. You can begin with the equinox mm-hmm. and you can go up through and it is not autumn until you have had That's apple true. cider and plain cake donuts. That is you, correct. So, you, so if, you, if you really want it to be autumn on the autumn equinox, you have to prepare. You have to go out yep. and get your apple cider and your plain cake donuts. And I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, so you have to have those things in the house before autumn can officially, officially begin. begin. That is correct. And so I think Maven App Modron is going to be getting some uh-huh. apple cider and some plain cake donuts as offerings. As offerings. Yep. Finn Odinson. What? Golly, man. What? Last year, he made apple and pumpkin hard cider for Maven. Hey! Oh, nice. My question is, why don't we live closer to Finn? Right? <laughs> Finn, we need to live out west. Finn lives out In west. Oklahoma, yeah. yeah. So he could, could actually... Could maybe make some... They uh, could actually make some... Yep. Some yep. snake root. Some snake yep. root. Grow, grow some, some snake root. root. Make some, make some snake root. root. Just, just shape it out yeah. of the raw earth. Uh, Finn, <laughs> Finn will figure out how to make snake root into like uh-huh, a cider yeah, or meat right, or something. Right, yeah. This dirt. Bistort. Bistort, yes. Snake root is a better word. And it sounds witchy if you say that you're using snake 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 root in a spell. Bistort sounds like it might be a ceramic snake root. (laughs) (laughs) Dragon wart, you know. Uh It's it's got some great names. (laughs) Hey, guess what? 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 I have another commercial. 
I know. Ooh. It's shocking how those rack up. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> so meet our friend at the Artful Egg. Our tiger, Michelle, invites you to her shop where she showcases her painted and carved sugar skull eggshells for the world to enjoy. Each piece is handcrafted and unique with a name and style all its own and a desire to find a happy home with you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Every egg comes in a special box adorned with a note about the creation. She also makes natural eggs, beautiful painted rockery, and jewelry to share as well as sugar skulls. Michelle also has designed an acorn egg, which just happens to be the most popular egg that she makes, adorned with lentils and wood beads and hemp and other leather hangings. Visit The Artful Egg at theartfulegg.net. I keep saying I need to get one, and I and, mean it. And that and that <laughs> acorn egg, get one. that acorn egg does sound appropriate for this time of year. It really does. So it might be a good time to mm-hmm. get one now. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's time for cars feast table. Cars feast table. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Could you just spit it out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So for Car's Feast Table this week, I'm doing Harvest Ratatouille. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds very, very nice. So, I remember that there was a movie called Ratatouille, Ratatouille. <laughs> but I don't remember what the dish is. <laughs> so I clearly didn't retain anything useful from that film. Other than it was a rat. Uh-huh. So this is the thing right now. So this is all the ingredients you need. Okay. Okay. Eight to ten tablespoons of olive oil. Okay. Two yellow yellow onions chopped, three or four small zucchini sliced into quarter-inch thick slices, one large eggplant sliced into chunks about the same size as the zucchini slices. I know it's vegetables. You'll get over it. (laughs) Five large tomatoes chopped. This is not a food for me. (laughs) One green bell pepper seeded and coarsely chopped, one red bell pepper seeded and coarsely chopped, two garlic cloves, or as we've said multiple times... More than that. Way more than that. Just think of a clove as being like a bulb and you'll be good. (laughs) Ignore that advice. Salt and freshly ground pepper to taste. (laughs) And then you can add tomato paste to it if you want. If the tomatoes make it too like liquidy, Mm, you can add tomato paste as to... So you heat five or six tablespoons of olive oil and a large heavy bottom skillet over medium heat. You add the onions and saute for about a minute until fragrant and softened. Mm. Fox Child says it's a great way to get your veggies too and and that it's delicious. I just don't and like then, zucchini or eggplant. Then add the zucchini and the eggplant and saute for about two minutes until they're lightly browned. Add more olive oil as needed if the pan looks a little dry. Then you're mm-hmm. going to add your tomatoes, your peppers, and your garlic. Stirring to combine. Cover. Reduce on low heat and simmer for about 20 minutes until the veggies are cooked thorough. Then take the lid off. Add in the other stuff that you like. Increase the heat to high. Cook for two or three minutes to evaporate any excess liquid. Stirring constantly. Season to taste. And add a little tomato paste if it's looking a little bit watery. And then serve hot. Or you can allow it to cool and add a little olive oil just before serving. Did you say if there was any wine? There's no wine. There's no wine. But and I it only wine would be nice. And in it there. yeah, probably like a what what's that like one we use white, all the time? A white wine. A white wine? Do you think? I think maybe. With the, all the, well, all the tomato. Time. I thought a red wine. Well, would be I used Rich's brew for everything. Yes, for that's a what long I was time. thinking. That actually, it's a little. It's a spice wine. So that's it, true. It might be a little. It might be too much for this, but 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 yeah, maybe a red wine. <laughs> and then Fox Child says, "Top with cheese, all the cheese." Always, always. Yeah, the cheese can only mask <laughs> so much. That's true, yeah. people. That is very um, true. Yeah, so, so this has, unfortunately, three things I'm not a fan of. Zucchini, eggplants, and tomatoes. I, I don't know. And those are the right? predominant ingredients in this. I was also interested that it did not take long to make at all. No, no yeah, it it's really pretty quick. It's like a yep. half an hour. Yeah, I'd max. be willing. Do you put any? Can you serve it over pasta? Or sure, you could. I mean, you could serve it with whatever you want. That's true. It's more. It's more of a soupy type yeah, thing it than like a soup. an over pasta type dish. Right. But but you can put pasta in soup. That's true. I'd, right. Like orzo might be really good. Ooh, yep. I do like an orzo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or even putting rice in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what if you chopped the veggies really fine? Is this the broccoli scheme? <laughs> no, because you know that the broccoli would be in there. No. No, there's no broccoli in it. No, no broccoli. No broccoli. But no, I, I think it sounds like it would be really... I've never had ratatouille myself. Yeah. 
But um, I do think it sounds like it would be delicious. Mm -hmm. So I know that, Ode, your issue with those particular vegetables Mm -hmm. is not taste. They get goopy. But consistency. They get goopy. Right. So I'm wondering if we did a really good fry on them. And they stayed solid. And they stayed maybe. solid, yeah, so that you don't end up with that yeah, goopy. Maybe I'm if, willing to if try if they don't experiment. dissolve into a mush as soon right. as I bite yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and maybe you know do that first and then add them in. Yeah, with wine of some kind. See, I could even I could even like feeling the wine. I could I could tell you're feeling the wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like get me some wine. Get me some wine. I could even do the vegetables out on the oh, grill. Oh, on the grill, grill. Yeah, mm. that's true. I'm sensing a plan. Mm-hmm. We need to an try experiment. This. An experiment. Worst case scenario is I just eat a potato instead. So well, well that's true. <laughs> who says you can't throw a fucking potato in that's there? That's true. We could add a potato right. to this yep. probably. It's <laughs> vegetable soup, basically. <laughs> basically, right. just fancy vegetable soup. Fancy yeah. vegetable soup. <laughs> 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 All right. So I think yeah, that's, I think that's it. it. I think that's it. I do want to. I do want to bring something up here at the end of this episode for everybody. Is that this month of September we actually have three recording dates? Yeah. So we record on the first. We record again on the fifteenth. I think on yes. a date. Yep, on the fifteenth. Yep, and then. We're gone for pagan fires, and we should record again on the 29th. But we're going to be but driving we're just, home. <laughs> we're going to be driving five hours back from it's Cincinnati. Be yeah. So we are not going to be recording on the 29th, but we will be recording on the 30th. Mm-hmm. And so here's the deal for this episode. Because of that week for us is going to be slammed. It's like be we're, wild. Not, we're not going to have time to really prepare, prepare for an episode. Quote unquote, yeah. an episode. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is Q&A. Yeah. So we will open up the Discord to any and all people who want to listen live. Yep. And you can ask questions then. Also, if you want to ask questions ahead of time, mm-hmm. you can email those to car at, at symbol, three pagans and a cat. That's the number three pagans and a cat dot com. Or you can send them to me on Discord if mm-hmm. you're a member of our Discord. Mm-hmm. Or you can send them to our Facebook group mm-hmm. if you're a member of the Facebook group. So any question that you have, it can be anything we've covered in any of our episodes. It can be just stuff you want to know. You wanna know. It can be about us. It can be about paganism. It can be about whatever. It could be about podcasting. It could be about podcasting. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want. This will be a question and answer. This is get to know three pack more <laughs> or get to know if, other stuff if, more. If you've uh, listened to for a while, we did something similar to this for our anniversary episode, yep. for our first anniversary. Right. Yes, we did. So we're we're just going to do that again here uh, on our third recording date in September. September. Yep. That's right. Exactly. All right. So that's it for this episode. So you can find us on. 3pagansandacat.com that's the mm-hmm. number 3pagansandacat.com and that's absolutely everything that you could ever want to know about us is found there we got yep. links if you want to find the links to the individual social media things you can mm-hmm. go into the individual episodes mm-hmm. and you'll find the links there yep. you can also find us on Patheos because we have a blog channel there yes and YouTube. We have a Red Bubble. We have a YouTube channel that's almost caught up. Yeah, you can yeah, find the link to Patreon if you would like to support right. our podcast. And get yep. your name read. And get your name read. Yep. Anything uh, above a kitten. That's right. That's right. That's it. That's it. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com. <laughs>